In the darkest depths of the Twist My Arm Network, there were three nerdy dudes. But they were no ordinary dudes. These dudes were Marvel fanboy dudes. They bleed Marvel. If there was ever a time for these three nerdy dudes to come out of the shadows and spew all their Marvel chunks, it was the year 2021. We are the Marvel Canon Madness Podcast. Hey, hey, welcome back, you marvelous monsters, to another issue of Marvel Canon Madness. This is our 21st issue. That means we're going to be drinking. Well, Roy's going to be drinking. He's always drinking. But, you know, that's the way it goes. Um, here he is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, honestly, I won't be drinking. Um, I haven't been feeling well the last few days, so... Uh, I've kind of been out of it. I haven't really had time to recuperate until now. So, well, sucks. Hope you're feeling Luckily, better. Oh, if I wasn't, I wouldn't be here. So, word, you know. word. I was expecting the customary mug. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you get uh, Theridin from The Hobbit tonight because <laughs> I I am drinking water, lots of water. That's acceptable. That's acceptable. And um, I think we're missing somebody. Uh, I suppose we should bring in Josh. Hey, I am drinking, so. <laughs> yes. Got it. You got, you got one of us covered. <laughs> yeah, Golden. Man, Some, someone's got to do it, right? Someone's got to be the hero that we deserve. How are you feeling, Josh? You, uh, you doing all right? Hey, Have a good week? Man. Listen, I am so much better than I was last week. Um, I feel really bad about last week. We were supposed to go live last Wednesday to talk about some things, and my whole system just kind of crashed on me. So I actually couldn't do Marvel or Sudden But Inevitable, and it was very frustrating. Luckily, everything got fixed for PodCon, and that went off with a hit, without a hitch. Um, that was a lot of fun. If you guys missed PodCon, go to our YouTube page. There's a little playlist for it, and I'm going to be releasing that whole series next Thursday. So um, definitely, if you uh, if you didn't get a chance to check out the PodCon, go to our YouTube. Definitely. But yeah. Definitely. How are you, Chip? I don't feel like anyone ever asks the host how they are. Uh, I'm good. Just chilling. Uh pretty excited to talk what if this uh this second episode was really legit but honestly i'm i'm pretty excited to talk about the first episode still um yeah i'm, I'm doing good episode. we have a we have a fun surprise for everyone later too so this this should be should be a real real good time but yep should be what fun do, i guess yeah. um i guess do any shout outs this week from either of you? Man, I can start. I have a few shout outs, I suppose. Um, there's, you know, I, I meet a lot of people on, on Twitter and I've been having a lot of fun with that. I want to shout out everyone that is coming on season two of the Twist My Arm podcast. I did this in uh, SBI and did a big shout out there. But we have a ton of guests coming up in the next few months. Um, starting tomorrow, I'm releasing an episode that had the Cobra Kai paintball international team on it. 
Um, I have Playlist Wars coming on, the FJ podcast, Made You a Mixtape, the podcast that wouldn't die. I have Pixie, a Denver artist. It's the second season with a different girl named Pixie. Um, and then I have uh, an yeah, author coming on. Um, I have the... my my. I'm so excited about this one, but um, Linnell, the leader, I think she's the leader. She's at least high up there, but she is a uh, part of the California Browncoats community. She got um, Sudden But Inevitable a spot on a San Diego Comic-Con virtual panel this year, and I wanted to get her on the show to interview her. So she's going to be coming on the show later on in September. Um, and then I have a couple bands coming on, which is going to be fun. So... There's a lot, lot happening, and uh, just be on the, be on the watch for Twist Modern Podcast dropping new episodes every Thursday. Pretty slick. A lot of exciting stuff coming down the pipe. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Roy, do you have any uh, shoutouts? Uh, I, I suppose. Um, I recently joined a really awesome Discord page, uh, called the Flight Team. Uh, it's basically a community of streamers, all different kinds of streamers that um, pretty much support each other. They help streamers get to affiliate and then they help streamers keep their numbers up. Uh, nice. And it's it's made up of at least 100 different streamers. It's not like a, a partner creating a team or anything like that. But I've met a lot of really incredible uh, newer streamers on there. So, uh, nice. I guess like there's a streamer called Treacle, uh, Treacle. Um, she streams story type games. There's Sir Square and whole bunches of people. And, you know, uh, going forward with that, I could probably see myself giving more shout outs to a lot of them because I'm loving a lot of their content. Can you nice. share the nice. Discord page? Is it something anyone can join, I, or is it kind of exclusive? See, I got invited to it, and as far as I know, oh. it's an invite-only kind of thing. Um, okay, okay. So, right. but like the streamers, I can share the streamers' pages and right. let people go right. see them. And then, like you know, if you stream yourself, I can, I guess, I can put you in contact with the the higher, like the mods of the page. And you know, maybe they get you in there and they they get you set up. So, yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, if anyone wants, you can always reach us, reach out to us on the MCM Pod or my personal Twitter at Intrepid DM. Uh, there's all kinds of ways to get in contact with us, Josh. I know you. There's a few more that I probably didn't say. So, oh, it's. I mean, man, you could actually just go to twistmyarmpodcast.com. And there's a little uh, section at the bottom of the first page that you can write us a little message on. So you can do it all there. And speaking of that, we also have a sweet new store on our page. I don't know if you guys have seen this yet. I mean, I got a cool shirt. A cool shirt yeah. here. Um, and there, there's some, I don't know, we've been, we've been working pretty uh, pretty hard on on these little things here. So like... For right now, we have the one Marvel Can of Madness t-shirt. It is pretty cool. I have it in my cart to buy. Um, but then we have just a bunch of other stuff from the network. So if you feel so inclined to support the network, um, definitely check out our store. Just hit, head to our website, twistmodernpodcast.com, and you can find uh, the store. There's my dumb face. Yeah. Um, what an awesome model we got. And 
<laughs> we're gonna have uh more stuff for marvel i'm working on that this weekend getting more stuff for marvel in there i'm thinking about some fall hoodies maybe a beanie some hats maybe some underwear i mean who doesn't want to i'll just i'll just make some some mcm underwear that, that has our faces on it <laughs> yeah i mean i think that'd be pretty cool <laughs> i rock a mean beanie <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, definitely, definitely check check that out if if, if you would like. The, all the uh, all the proceeds go directly to the network, and it helps us keep the lights on and all that good stuff. So, yep, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, right on, right on. So I get, I guess, without further ado, we should just bust right into that what if episode. Um, I figure we'll take it episode by episode. Or, oh, what up, Josh? What if we talked about some Marvel news first? Ooh, uh, I suppose I, uh, <laughs> there's been some, there's been some casting news. I think there's been a few things confirmed recently. Um, I suppose we could do some news. Do you want to take it away, Josh? Yes. First thing, uh, a couple hours ago, it was confirmed that Anthony Mackie has signed on for Captain America four. I'm pretty excited about that. I'm excited that it's going to be a movie and not like a TV show again. Um, not that the, the show wasn't bad, but I think I think uh, Anthony Mackie and Sam Wilson kind of deserve their time to shine on the silver screen. Yeah. Chip, Chip what do you think about Captain America 4? Should be pretty cool. Um, I'm, I'm really not super familiar with Sam's time as Captain America from the comics. So I I don't have a specific theory on what storyline they would pull from. So I'm uh, really interested to see where they're going to go with it. Excited to hear some, uh, hear some news, see some trailers. We'll see what's going on. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Sebastian stands back. I really liked Bucky. Just, you know, being I'm, Bucky. I'm sure. I'm sure. Sounds that like is, you got some reading to do, though, huh? It does. It does. <laughs> well, I know I'm I'm really excited to read, like, New Avengers. I'm just about to bust into, like, the New Avengers from the uh, all-new, all-different thing that Marvel did in, like, 2015 or so. Uh, okay. And Sam was a big part of that team. So I'm just about to yeah. get into those. So we'll see what happens there. All right. Yeah. I did notice like the biggest thing about that um, clarification that we are getting Sam back as Captain America is they have not had any indication yet that Sebastian Stan has signed a contract. So there, I don't know if we're going to get him back. Was his contract over though? Like, didn't he? I, I feel like of, he signed think, on for like nine movies, like right yeah. when, guy during Phase Three. I feel like he signed on for like nine movies, no joke. So like, I think he's got a few left in his contract already. Like, he was one of the a couple of them signed really long contracts. He was one of them, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the thing is, does that null and void now that they're doing the? individual basis contracts are they letting people out of those or anything has there been any indication of that because i I wouldn't let them out of that like 
snap dude if disney signs on a contract to make nine movies with me like i want those nine paydays like they try and snub that contract i'm going scarjo on them like well boom <laughs> like that, that's true but this gives them an entirely different opportunity to negotiate higher pay and all that kind of stuff based on you know the success of falcon and the winter soldier it did amazing it, I mean, it depends, but I feel like that's another reason why Disney wouldn't want to renegotiate. They've got more leverage now. Well, that's why I you sign. Like... That's, that was the trick, too. That was part of why they would sign people in, because they would turn people into stars. They'd be like, eh, yeah. you're like, you're a pretty good actor, but you're not commanding like the big bucks. Let's sign you in for nine movies. Then two or three movies in, you're like one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. But we got you locked in at this price. See, I think with the recent fiasco with Scarlett Johansson, with their, her suing Marvel, uh, because of the whole did Disney them dropping Plus. her. Did you see yeah. them drop her too? Yeah. Well, I think with that fiasco, they're going to be a lot more tightly locked on their contracts and they're going to, they're definitely going to go harder into like, this is what you're agreeing to period, you know? Is this the first that we've really talked about the Scarlett Johansson stuff on the show? It's the yeah. first that we've had the opportunity. Word, word. Like, a couple weeks like, ago. Where do you, what side do you fall on that? Absolutely uh, Scarlett Johansson's. If there was no clause in her contract about Blake, uh, Black Widow that said that they would be releasing it on streaming, if there was nothing in there about that, because there probably wasn't when they first started making Black Widow, because mm -hmm. there wasn't a COVID pandemic before that. So if they didn't rework the contract to show that she was going to make part of the profits from that streaming service as well, hell yes, I'd be pissed. Yep. Like, come on, dude. Half the people that saw that movie saw it on on Disney+. Plus. I know. She didn't I make know. nearly as much of the box office profits that she should have because people didn't go to movies. Movie theaters were still closed. There was theaters that were still closed yeah. when it released. I'm Other totally on her side. Yeah. I agree. Other companies that had similar deals with their actors renegotiated those deals right. when they decided to essentially breach the contract by releasing it in another medium. Elsewhere. Like if they didn't have that, like they literally had promised her that she was only going to have a theatrical release. And so when they decided to not do that, they're obligated to renegotiate. So, I mean, yeah. like and in my mind, it was pretty cut and dry. Like, contract is a contract like it i don't know and that backpedaling bullshit that he did that the disney guy did where he was like oh well she got paid this amount of money it's like that doesn't matter because there was still it should have been in her contract like i don't i mean yeah she got paid a ton of money that most people will never ever see in their lifetime but in a way i mean she earned it she's she did a great job like that was an awesome mm. movie and I don't know. They they screwed her. I'm sorry, Roy. I cut you off. No, you're fine. I I agree to a point. I agree to a point. Um, the reason I say to a point is yes, I believe that she should get paid for the the streaming services. The point that I would worry about is like they had been announcing that it was going to the streaming service for almost a year. I mean, like months and months prior to it because of the shutdown. Why didn't she re like, why didn't her lawyers reach out to renegotiate during that time? If I feel like that probably happened. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, and 
if she didn't like, i mean the actors are pretty busy if the and lawyers of actors are pretty busy i if they weren't tipped off about something like if disney did it it, it was announced maybe four or five months prior that it was going to release mm -hmm. on disney plus and that's right in the middle of you know like a, a promotion tour a marketing tour or scarjo doing like some other movie she's you know filming another movie or something and doesn't yeah, have time true. to go watch all that stuff so <laughs> honestly but, maybe she was cool with it at first she like didn't realize how big of a chunk it was gonna be but then once she saw the actual number she's like okay that's like half of the money i was supposed to make for the movie so maybe we reassess like yeah and so I that's why she held that off too. like because what did disney say to her like oh no it's gonna be fine no one's gonna buy it on disney plus everyone's gonna go to the theaters you're still it's that's still a gonna make movie. of course we're gonna fine. go to the theaters and with that we're now getting shang chi is saying there is no disney plus release it's straight to theaters period what? you know eh, yeah is that real it's, good it's only theaters good. It's disappointing uh, to theater again it <laughs> It can be disappointing, especially with the the new Delta variant and all that kind of stuff that's uh, out there now uh, that people are rightfully so getting worried about. But you know that means that Disney's going to have to do the same thing with all those actors. You know, if they end up having to release it on Disney Plus, also they got to start renegotiating all of these contracts. Only if they had that caveat in their contracts. It's literally because like Scarlet literally had some there was a sentence in print that said not to be released other than a theater that's where the whole like the whole crux comes from these other actors probably don't have that written in their contracts so, like free and clear true and and they they might too or they might have you know uh wised up and started doing the streaming thing way beforehand mm -hmm. although these actors signed on for these movies years ago it was you know, right. way before yeah. COVID even happened. So mm -hmm. there's, you know, just like everyone else has to be understanding of this whole pandemic, Disney also has to be understanding that if they're going to change what they're doing, they're going to have to change the verbiage in their contracts. <laughs> That's true. So I, like I said, though, I'm like, I agree with Scarjo getting paid. She needs to be. At the same time, you know, I feel like that's a slip up on her lawyer's part as well for not, uh, not, and you know, I, I'm not There's a part no, of her I legal mean, team, so I don't know yeah. if she reached out or anything like that. But, you know, as far as the news says, it's like all this stuff happened after the release. It's like, why, why didn't any of this come up prior to the release? You know, you know what, maybe I'm. It, I don't know. We we like would probably have to now. do yeah, we would probably have to do some research. They may have like filed the court case before the movie even released and it just like was on a stack or in a queue and then when it finally like came up then people started talking about it. I mean yeah. um I mean like for like look at all the Britney stuff for example like uh like her case was becoming like big news. And then there was like some story about some decision being made, but that decision was about some court case, like two years ago before all this, like big news drama started again. So it's like, just cause you're hearing about it now doesn't necessarily mean that it like yeah. just popped off. So always, I mean, like, I don't, always, know. I don't know. Always check the date. Always check the date. When you're reading a story, always check the date. If there's 
one piece of advice that I could give anyone from my few years of podcasting, it's check the goddamn date. Copyright's a thing. Yeah. I had one more piece of news, and it's really super, uh, it's just kind of funny because Owen Wilson came out on an interview um, and talked about how he let a he slipped a spoiler at some point in time. So he says in this interview, I let it slip that I had a mustache for Mobius. And then I got an ominous text saying strike one. I don't know who that was. We think it might've been Kevin Feige using a burner phone, but that wasn't confirmed. Dude, these guys are crazy. Are you kidding me? Strike one. Mustache. Yeah. Strike one. What happens when you get to strike three? <laughs> Ask Alfred Molina, dude. Off. <laughs> he gets dropped in the room. Yeah, no shit. No um, shit. I wonder. It's probably the Tom Holland treatment where they're like, "Okay, you only yep. get the script for your lines. You don't see anyone else's lines. Only yours. And we'll change the names yes. of all the characters. And you get a, <laughs> You get them. What was? What is it? Two days before." Or something like that. <laughs> Two days before filming, they give him the script of just his lines, so he can just. Why aren't you prepared? Like, Why aren't you prepared? <laughs> well, you know, I. Uh... <laughs> I just um, got my lines two days ago, Coach. I don't really know. <laughs> I totally misinterpreted I would, I would those black lines. Coach. <laughs> yeah. I, I really thought I was mad in this scene, but apparently I'm sad, so I just completely missed the point. Sorry, give me some onions. I gotta cry. Give me some onions. I'm... <laughs> do, do the old Joey Tribbiani uh, tact. I just keep a pair of tweezers in my pocket and pull some pubes when I have to cry on demand. <laughs> we used to. Oh my gosh! At one of my old jobs, we used to listen to uh, Foreigner's Greatest Hits like every night, and we used to joke that that's how uh, the singer from Foreigner used to hit all the high notes. He would just be tweezing. <laughs> <laughs> Like that dude would hit the crazy high notes, and oh man, that's that's totally what we used I feel to like joke. There's a lot but... to dig into there. Why foreigners' greatest hits? Because uh, why All not foreigner, dude? Foreigner is fantastic, and I would challenge you to sit there and listen to their greatest hits. They have a I'd lot more. Good... The greatest hits, like no, they're they're good. I just it's just a random thing. Like why not Rush? I don't know. Rush's that, catalog I... would be different for like two weeks straight. I don't know. Our, we, I don't know. Our culture at Jimmy John's was really weird. We were listening to a lot of Foreigner. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. All right. Well, I'm I'm all out of news. <laughs> Roy, what else you got? Uh, I did have one thing. I shared the link down below that there had been a picture released of Moon Knight because they are doing filming. Uh, there's actually been a couple camera shots of some fighting scenes, but Ooh. it looks like this image is confirmed um, from those fight scenes that they have uh, that have leaked. So that's, that's my boy, Oscar Isaac, right? Yeah. And it's apocalypse in flesh right there. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> might this might not even be the full final costume kind of thing because it still looks a little rough around the edges, but it's it's looking pretty good. Is, I, Moon Knight, I, is it a Sony? Is Sony doing that, or is it straight Marvel? Yeah. 
I believe it's Marvel because Moon Knight originated in Daredevil series. Okay. Didn't he? I might be I, I just I just heard some rumors that the Spider-Man or yeah, Spider-Man 3 is going to finally connect like the Sony verse. Well, that's entirely possible. Well, I think Moon Knight's going to be on Hulu because I think Moon Knight's getting that R rating. Ah, mm. okay, okay, tight. They're going to reserve good. like art. Yeah, they uh, they've definitely said that they're going to keep Disney Plus, quote unquote, family friendly. Um, okay. But I mean, as they Disney should. owns Hulu. Yeah, Disney owns Hulu, so that just means yeah. they're going to throw all the like questionable stuff on Hulu. So. Which is yeah. Mar- Man, Marvel does straight up own the rights to Moon Okay, okay, so it is a, a Marvel Studios production. Yeah, all right. That I mean, it doesn't really matter because again, the Spider-Man movie is supposed to connect all that stuff. So we could very well see Venom start coming over in this universe, mm-hmm. and I think that'd be pretty tight. I really like Tom Hardy as Venom. Voice be damned, I still like Venom. I don't even care. Yeah, I'm pretty on board with the carnage right now. What do you hear? Yeah. Yes. It, yeah, we're gonna it looks to, good. It's coming out soon. We're gonna have to do a review on that for sure. Oh yeah. I don't know. I might not watch it. I'm <laughs> yeah, just kidding. Right. Just kidding. Uh, we first in line. That nonsense is gonna be nonsensical. No. <laughs> Has nothing yeah. to do with Chip's hat. No, not at all. Dude, Carnage is looking pretty slick in the trailers. Like they are pretty spot on with him. Um, all the symbiote blades and stuff like oh, pretty choice. Pretty excited. And the, the, the actor, I can never remember his name. Whoever's playing him. Woody he's, Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. 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 He's, he's going to be pretty good as a menacing person. I think, I think that'll he, be. he seems pretty perfect for it. Yeah. But that's yeah. that's all I got for news. Roy, did you have any other news? Chip, any other news? I uh, my only other news was that uh, <clears throat> I actually uh, just recently saw that you know over the course of these nine episodes of What If, uh, Chadwick Boseman is appearing in four of the nine episodes as T'Challa. So while we did get to see one of his last performances. Uh, in episode two, it is not his final one. We get three more episodes with Achala, so that's I'm pretty pretty stoked for that. That's great. Um, and what if episode one had all the same actors too, right? I don't think Chris Most Evans of, was Captain um, America or was Steve Rogers, but no, right, um, right, but pretty uh, much everybody else. Yeah, yeah. I know with episode two, the entire cast was pretty much the same i think there was one person who did not reprise a role it was dave bautista yeah as drax but they only gave drax like two lines um oh drax and corvus glaive corvus yes those two were the two that didn't reprise but were voiced by the same actor yeah um Hmm. i mean i i feel like episode two was way better than episode one and since it just came out today and we're reeling from it, why don't we just rate episode one out of 
how many shields, man? How many shields? Shields, yes. Okay, cool. Just rate it out of how many shields? Ten shields. And uh, we can move on to the to the second episode because I feel like there's way more to talk about. Of course, episode one had really fun action scenes, and it was really cool to see Carter as Captain Britain. It was Captain Britain, right? Captain, Captain Carter. America. Captain, Captain Carter. Carter. Captain Carter. Captain, yes, Carter. Yeah. Captain Britain's I'm, his own guy. I'm sorry. I apologize. Come on, man, you're a Marvel fan. There's an argument to be made that uh, in this multiverse, they would have called her Captain Britain, but I don't know. See, there you go. Thank you. Thank you for that. They they never gave us that confirmation. Point at that camera. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, other, I don't know. It was was a good episode. Um, I would rate it a seven. Seven shields out of ten, I think. Because I think, I and it's because I truly believe that more episodes are going to be way better than that. Yeah. So, and I would even go as far to say like a 6.5 just because I have faith that there's going to be some tens out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to agree with you, Josh. Seven is pretty, it's pretty high. Uh, I loved Captain Carter. I thought it was great. There were a few moments that the voice acting seemed off for the animation it seemed kind of clunky um you can tell like i feel like you can tell which of the actors have done voice work before because even mm. though it's the same actor like the character sounds a little off because they're not like doing proper voice work for it um, right like who was it like uh craglin in uh in the second episode, Craglin is definitely voiced by Sean Gunn, but I feel like it does not sound the same. Like they didn't put, no. it's like they didn't put the fake teeth in their mouth to make them do their voices, and so it's mm-hmm. not quite the same. That just clicked yeah. for me right now because Craglin has the messed up teeth, Yondu has the fangs. I thought Yondu was pretty on point, but, but Craglin, especially Sean Gunn, way. he didn't yeah. sound quite right. Yeah. And I still feel like Yondu didn't sound quite right either. Not a hundred percent. You can just tell that they're they're having a hard time in the studio reading the lines. You know what I mean? Yes. They're like, okay, I'm trying to get into this role. I'm really trying hard, but I don't have all the makeup on. I don't have the Ravager jackets on. I'm just in a random st- and it's probably it was probably in their house. They're probably just yeah. in their house, like doing what we're doing right now. I could do voiceover work. You could do voiceover work. And I should just, do voiceover work. They're just, you know, chilling at a desk. Like, I'm Yondu. <laughs> like, I think it would be hard, especially doing it from home, you know? Oh, for sure. That's why so, even like on uh, even on animated series, they'll have like script readings where the entire cast sits around a table and reads the script. That way they like get an idea of how the interaction should go. And then they'll go right. sit in a booth. Yeah. And, Um, uh, a good example of this right now. Um, so I don't know if either one of you have ever watched critical role. It's a, a bunch of voice actors who actually got together to play D and D and their characters became so well known that they actually got two seasons of a show that will be out on Amazon, um, here soon. And they're professional voice actors. And norm, they're so used to being in studios, but with COVID, they actually had to build their studios in their house and then do all this without the other people. 
and they're professionals and they even said it's extremely hard right now you know a lot of their dialogue doesn't seem like it's coming off correctly because they're not talking while another person is talking or anything like that so Mm -hmm. um but back to the point of shields chip you never gave us a rating did you no i uh i'm gonna go with a seven as well um there were straight sevens there were a few good moments but um i was expecting more i guess it was it was like a rescan It was like a cosmetic change. It was a reskin. I got what I was expecting out of it, honestly. I mean, yeah. uh, There were a couple surprise moments, like uh, Steve in the Hydra Stomper was pretty cool to see, and that was clutch. um, I liked the Stomper. Yeah. The the subtle changes, but still fitting the first Avenger movie in twenty to thirty minutes. I think they did very well on that. I thought. Another one who I thought the voice was a little off on was Howard Stark. They got mm-hmm. they got um, Dominic Cooper Dominic. who played him in yeah. the first Avenger. They got him back to play him, and I, I feel like he doesn't sound quite right. I like Dominic Cooper though. Like I'm not gonna throw shade at him. Preacher was incredible. He carried that show. Uh, yeah. Sorry guys. Uh, apparently my Twitch is messing up a little bit head to our youtube channel um it'll be it'll be on there uh i i apologize apparently just twitch is wigging out on me so can't, oh. can't i don't know it's like cutting off so yes if you are watching us live you can find us on a variety of channels uh we stream on twitch youtube and facebook so uh if you haven't liked us on facebook go to facebook give us a like on there if you haven't uh looked at us on YouTube, go subscribe, and same thing with Twitch. And we're actually on Twitter right now too, through Periscope. That could I be didn't what... know that one. Yeah, I'm streaming to one, two, three, four, five, six different places right now, so that could be why some some things are dropping out a little bit. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> it's hey, we're trying to get everywhere, man. <laughs> everywhere you go, you see Marvel Can of Madness, and that's... six places. We're internet that's famous want. guys. That's what I want. <laughs> Just wait till we're at ten. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Thanks for so joining anyway, us. <laughs> Ahoy. Uh, so anyway, episode two, I felt like was a lot better. It was a lot more, mm-hmm. a lot more of a uh, change <laughs> to the universe we're used to. Uh, like we didn't really get to see any of the like widespread ramifications of Captain Carter because it kind of ended with her blipping out. Mm-hmm. But um, this one we really got to see like the widespread ripple effects of like one person being different. Uh, it was pretty great. I I was a big fan of the second episode. Um, did either I of like you the, have? It was like like Roy was saying for the first one. It was very reminiscent of captain america the first avenger mm-hmm. and this one was very reminiscent of guardians of the galaxy you know it starts out on was that morag where he's getting the the infinity stone but like immediately there's a change because obviously you see t'challa and then when when what's his name comes in instead of Korath. <laughs> Korath, yes yep. yes instead of him not knowing who star lord is star lord is a a galactic celebrity <laughs> and, he, and he's hero. like 
well hero celebrity i don't know but like he's famous <laughs> yeah and uh it's it was just such a fun little change to that and and to see what t'challa and his heart could do for like that the galaxy like what you know obviously chris pratt or what's what's his name even i just call him star lord but peter quill but like peter quill thank you Peter Quill was a good Star-Lord, but his heart wasn't in it. He didn't have that Robin Hood mentality that T'Challa had. And T'Challa basically changed the universe. He he changed the Thanos. He, he changed talks. Thanos's mind from committing yeah. galactic genocide to becoming a... Spoilers, by the way. Josh Brolin play, is playing Thanos in this episode, and Thanos is a good guy. That was my favorite <laughs> return, by the way. Like here, I, as soon as he started talking, I was just like, "They got Josh Brolin back. That's so dope!" Like, yeah. yeah. So I do awesome. want to, I do want to clarify this real quick. We had already kind of known that Thanos was um, not a Nexus being. This completely clarifies it. Um, there is no doubt that he's not a Nexus being now, because I mean, we got all those hints during Loki with you know, oh, we've captured Titans. And then mm-hmm. with Infinity and Infinity Wars and Endgame, him coming back, you know, uh, via time travel, right there should have been the first hint. But this was solid clarification that in a different what if universe, he is not a Nexus being. So I don't think we'll see Wanda whatsoever in any of these what ifs. No, because she's the Nexus being. Well, I get that. I get that. But we know that we're getting vision slash ultron eventually right sure and well we might get like so so we know know. that she was around vision i don't i think something's gonna change but it's gonna have to change after you know chip chip is saying that uh this is supposed to end on a big like crossover event you're saying that you think that it's going to end on a big crossover where all these characters that are introduced are going to have like some sort of infinity war type of battle i would assume is that what is, that it what is. there was a it is there was like a um like this is this isn't me guessing i definitely won't front like i'm guessing properly i definitely saw like it was from a trailer it, or like a screenshot but there's like a yeah yeah this is okay yeah this is legit like um there's a screenshot or a trailer I saw um, where there's like a big Avengers moment. It's like the Avengers of the multiverse is what they're styling them. It's uh, Star-Lord T'Challa standing next to uh, Gamora, all decked out in Thanos' armor with the big blade. Um, somebody wearing Black Panther gear, which we're assuming is Killmonger. And then, oh, um, yeah. So it's And then like Captain Carter as well. So it's basically going to be like the multiverse Avengers coming together to stop a threat. Um, that's why that's why T'Challa is going to show up in four episodes. It's not going to be four different versions of T'Challa. It's going to be him the same coming one. back. Yeah, yeah, and Captain Carter as well. Captain Carter will be back for another episode or two. Um, all right, all right, you've convinced and me. It's At either first, I didn't, you know, you've, you've, you've convinced me. I'm thinking Doctor Strange is the big bad for the series. Because um, when, I don't know, when we see Doctor Strange, every time we see him, he looks evil. They they gave him like an evil look 
his eyes are all sunken in. He's got extra yellow skin. Um, I mean, granted, there was a trailer where he was fighting himself. But that that might be like when he kills off the good one. Like I think Maybe Doctor the Strange is the big bad. Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Hasn't Doctor Strange right. been a villain in the comics before? Yeah, probably. Like during the Infinity War in the comics, uh, the Ebony Mob takes over and causes him to do all sorts of nonsense. Here you go. Just whispering in his ear. I shared a picture with you. That is, that's Vision is Ultron. Look at his chest. Oh, interesting. Can you zoom in on that? Can you double click on that and zoom Uh, in? Yeah, I should be able to. Yeah. Oh, he's got all the infinity stones on there. Yeah. He doesn't have just the one. Is there one in his head too? Yeah. His mind stone. Interesting. So, so Vision I, is going to be the bad, the big I, bad. I well, I think it's Ultron. Honestly. Oh, that'd be Ult- cool too. Ultron Dang, got a like, hold of the Vision body, took over. Ultron's plan went to. off. Yeah, Vision was yep. supposed to be his new body. Because remember, Ultron's whole goal was to eradicate life and let you know logical machines take over or whatever. I, s- I smell a bet coming on. Do you? Do you guys smell a bet? I smell a bet. I, I'll take a Chip bet. Chip thinks it's Doctor Strange. Roy thinks it's Vision. I think I it's Ultron. Or it, Ultron, yeah. Ultra Vision. <laughs> well, yeah. What do you What do you think here? Should we, Should we take this bet? Should I? I I think the overarching villain is going to be Ultron. Chip, what say you? I, I think it's Doctor Strange. The big bad supreme. I don't know. What are uh, Strange what are we gambling on here? Yeah, right. what, are, what are the stipulations? I need to find out the stipulations. Josh, Roy what's your already, prediction? I don't have a prediction. Just like Chip didn't have a prediction for our bet. Mm, this is your bet. I so can't the next go round will be me and Chip. But it's okay because <laughs> the next round will be me and Chip. Okay. And then it'll go back to me and you. Okay. So what what should we bet on? Uh, I already dressed up as Wonder Woman for an episode. So, <laughs> who is your most hated character in comics? Like, if you saw him in a solo movie or, or her in a solo movie, who who I, who would make I, your blood boil the most? <laughs> After the Modok episode, it would have been Modok. But if I have to be honest about the the hero that I detest the most in comics, it'd be Superman. That's literally who I was gonna say. <laughs> I, all right, Superman is such a, a he's such a dusex machina. Dusex machina, like oh, he's a god. He's like got near godly powers, so like anything we throw at him, he can overcome. But don't worry, he's gonna act like it's he's having a real hard time until he remembers. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I've got that great human spirit, and I'm unbreakable. Like, get out of here, dude. I, dude, perfect. Go, so go bloodshot and kryptonite bullet him right in the dome piece. So whoever you mean blood sport? Yep, that's what I meant. Because I'm not talking whoever, Vin Diesel. My bad. <laughs> whoever loses has to dress up in a Superman costume and do the stupid little hair twirl twirl as well. Ooh, I would the Dean Kane rock the Kane for right. that. By the way, I will split the cost. I would not. 
<laughs> yeah, for this Chip cup. doesn't. Have... I'll just, Holy I'll shit. just, I'll curl the beard up underneath. This is great. I think this is perfect. I think this is what the bet needs to be. Okay. So remember this. Bet. Here we go. The the bet is that Roy thinks that the main big bad, if there is a main big bad in What If, is Ultron, uh-huh. and Chip thinks that the main big bad, if there is a main big bad in What If, is Doctor Strange. The bet. A Superman costume. And if we're both wrong, Josh has to dress up like Leia. <laughs> yeah. I'll take I that. Agree. I'll take that. Sure. Why not? I'll do it. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> it can be an all three thing. Yeah. Ah, Jeff says, looks like Warmonger throwing the missile away from Stark in the previews. Dot, dot, dot. I thought. I and that is correct. Pretty positive. Yeah, that's it's even uh, it's even Michael B. Jordan, I believe, yep. playing for sure. And that's thing. why I think uh, the the Black Panther that we see in that final sh- uh, big team shot is going to be Killmonger, not yeah. T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Which I uh, left turn really quick. Uh, Michael B. Jordan had a really fun cameo. One of the only good things to come out of Space Jam: A New Legacy was when Daffy Duck brings in Michael Jordan to help save the team, and it's mm. Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> I mean, it was that was great. That's, that was that I, was one of probably the best part of that movie was that scene. That's I like, funny. I have not seen that movie. Like, is he like I brought Michael Jordan again? Did they reference yeah, never, that this has happened before? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, we went out and got someone that helped us before. I got Michael Jordan, and they're like, damn it. <laughs> I like That's how he goes to do the pep talk and they immediately shut him down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've heard this before. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I had to take that left turn because, because Michael B. Jordan is awesome and, and it'll no, be cool you're to fine. see him as, as kill, Killmonger again. There it's Killmonger, is. right? Oh, yeah. Yep. There's a lot to unpack with uh, Killmonger saving Tony Stark that way, like uh, Jeff mm. said. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, that stops all the shards from going into Tony Stark, prevents him from ever creating the Iron Man suit. As so far does as he we start know. working? So does he start working with Steve Rogers then, and go, um, "Hey, Steve, I have a new suit for you." Well, yeah, but here's the thing: is if if he starts working with Killmonger, that sets up Wakanda to be a bigger power force early on. Right, because okay. now you have Tony Stark who knows someone from Wakanda mm-hmm. earlier mm-hmm. than Civil War. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a whole slew of things that open up there. There was actually an interesting fact that I thought of about uh, the zombies. The I was trying to think how do you introduce zombies into What If, and I was kind of thinking back to. Um, the scene in Civil War where the Avengers go into Lagos, I believe is the name of the town in Africa. And they're trying to stop Crossbones and Crossbones gets whatever that biological weapon is. Maybe that's our uh, zombie juice. Ooh, I think we actually already saw the uh, zombie outbreak happen. Did we? Oh, yeah. I feel like we already saw it. Uh, the seeds of Genesis, or uh, oh, dude, that's a plant. 
Oh man. Did you not see I, the, the the nowhere at, at the end? It's just covered in plants. I saw nowhere definitely growing. Yeah. How would that yeah. create zombies on earth? I mean, oh, like, you know, those massive plants create space spores. <laughs> Okay. That's the I mean, thing. In, in one of the zombies comics, Galactus is the massive hive and he's just like yeah, spewing but... zombies out in space. And then his head crashes on Earth. Like and I just I just see, feel like Loki at this point looking at the alligator going, "Yeah, okay, I can believe that." I think each of the episodes <laughs> is going to focus on a specific point that something changed, just a minor change. And I think I think the best My... way to explain that is the Maybe Black Widow doesn't catch that vial when it drops. Or, you know, maybe there's a MacGuffin and Sam shoots the vial. Uh, but is Black Widow back. even working with Captain Carter at that point? Because it's not Captain America's team? No. Actually... Well, we don't know. It, each of these could be their own branches, as okay, far as we know. All right. All right. Fine. It could be like fine. three, Touché. four episodes is one arc three four episodes is another arc it could be any number of things we don't know how it's gonna go i'm just saying looking back to me that seems like a perfect point to start the zombie arc is hey <laughs> crossbones <laughs> just fucked everything by getting that and you know black widow just totally missed the catch and it broke on the ground and released into a massively populated area yeah. you know <laughs> Yeah, it's and, not a terrible idea. And we know that both uh, we know that the Avengers are there. We know that Steve Rogers is there. It would explain why he is a zombie. And we also, I think Iron Man's there too during that, isn't he? You know what it's going to be, right? Yeah. It's going to be a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Uh, the whole scene is just going to be a dream. <laughs> um. I think uh, thinking about it more, I think Jeffrey Wright's character, the Watcher, is going to be the villain. <laughs> He's, mm. Everyone in these different multiverses is going to be like, hey, dude, why aren't you intervening and stuff? We're going to kill you. <laughs> I think he's going to intervene. Yeah, probably, he has a tendency probably. to do it in the comics. So Yeah. Um, I Man, we keep going on to predictions. We haven't really <laughs> talked about the actual episode. T'Challa... Has changed the entire galaxy again. He what did what did he do? He stopped Thanos from committing genocide, yep. which basically took the uh, Thanos's little cronies, um, Corvus, Christie, and whatever all those dudes, and they went and worked for the Collector. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanos also brought along his daughter Nebula, yeah, who isn't a machine. She's just missing an eye. Like there's so. Drax's family is still alive. I mean, there's there's so many. Yeah, he's a happy mm-hmm. bartender, mm-hmm. and he's like, I mean, he's still matter of fact. I loved his his thing. You know, Star Lord is like, oh yeah, all in a day's work saving your planet, and he's like, actually, it was six days. <laughs> he's still matter of fact, just like his species is. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was all these differences of things was really cool. They. They brought along uh, I can I can never remember his name, but the guy at the very beginning, T'Challa Corvus. puts him on his shoulder and brings him along to join the the guardians. Gorath. I feel like Gorath. Yep. I feel like these are the guardians of the galaxy now. It's not 
I mean, yeah. they consider themselves Ravagers, yes, but they're Drax still kind of no like reason. the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And I guess more like the Robin Hoods of the Galaxy, because their whole motto is, you know, steal from the rich and give to the poor. Like, uh, like that old Earth hero, Robin Leach. Yeah. Yeah. Robin Hood. Yeah, I... <laughs> I did appreciate that they still kept Yondu as a like a liar at some point, you know, because yeah. he's he had told T'Challa that his that Wakanda had been invaded and had been destroyed and his whole family was dead. When in actuality, you know, T'Challa's parents were searching for him. They sent spaceships out through the far reaches of space to find him. Mm -hmm. And, you know. I thought that was a pretty good little arc, and it was still, it was still kind of mixing, you know, Guardians one and two, where Yondu got to say, "I'm, I'm your daddy." I think he said, "I'm your father" or whatever, but he hmm. still got to say those words a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, this episode was leaps and bounds better than episode one. I'm still only gonna rate it in eight point five titans out of 10 but I, I still it was it was a lot better than the first one for sure it mm -hmm. was i guess i guess hearing chadwick boseman was really cool getting like you yeah. know that that memory and stuff and it was if it was his last episode it was a good send-off you know what i mean yeah uh, absolutely I, I did appreciate the the oceans 11 type uh triple backstabbing that yeah. was going on yeah um that happened the entire episode you know it really made things into perspective that yeah chad chad at the same time or i say chad t'challa cha-cha cha-cha uh, at the same time lied to his crew because he knew his crews couldn't keep a secret so you know he's like okay well here i'm gonna do this plan with nebula nebula is gonna tell you this plan Here's how it's going to go, but secretly, this is what I'm going to do. And my family is still alive. The planet was never destroyed. You know, it's there. It was a lot to unpack. And also, the way the episode went out was blew my mind as well because there's, there's no, no, uh, Peter Quill stopping ego at that point. Oh, no. Peter no. Quill's just going to die. Yeah. He's just dead. Like he's gonna end up just like all the other kids that ego tried to to siphon power out of like just another skull and a pile of bones right he doesn't mm -hmm. he doesn't have the hero mentality that he would if he yeah, had in, been taken before I mean maybe he, he does working at a dairy queen, but I sure as hell didn't feel like a hero when I was making blizzards, so <laughs> you were my hero, Josh. Yeah, yeah, every time you cool turn that cup upside down, I felt a little more secure. I, I killed it. I killed the <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, it's one of those things that we're going to, are they going to play that out now? Are we going to see ego as a villain too? Or is that, I hope they don't just it. leave it at that. I, they're going to just um, leave it at that. Cause I, it's for us, the fans, the people that break it down to be like, Oh, he's just going to die. Oh, something else we know from this timeline. There was a uh, crate with all of um, the collector's 
keepsakes in it um, mm. that had a bunch of weapons. He had Malekith's dagger in there. Captain uh, he had shield. Captain America's shield, Thor's hammer. So does that mean Thor and Cap are dead at this point? Probably. Um, I wouldn't or maybe they were just captured. Maybe they're on the ship, but Hela as well. Oh, yeah. Hela's thing. Man. Um, we also know that uh, I think they were alluding to Korg with the, the chatty so Korgans. <sighs> absolutely. Absolutely like, oh. Korg sand. Like, yeah. that's, that's really mean. I Why mean, would you take his technic- rude. Yeah, technically, Korg and uh, Thor at the same place were on the collector's brother's planet. So who's to say he didn't go and just collect them? Um, so it's there. There were so many Easter eggs in this episode, too. Uh, we got uh, Seth Green back as Howard the Duck. And then we also saw Cosmo and Cosmo actually made it out of the ship this time, which is funny because part of the reason I think it was James Gunn said that he wanted Cosmo to be part of the original Guardians of the Galaxy, but he thought having a talking raccoon, a talking tree and a talking dog all in the same thing was too much overkill for talking things. Right. Plus the talking duck. Mm -hmm. So maybe Cosmo in this reality is our new rocket. Ah, I mean, does the dog talk? Yeah. Oh, he, talk? oh yeah. Cosmo is being, he's got telepathy okay. Okay. and he, uh, he thinks in a Russian accent because he's the uh, <laughs> Russian dog they sent oh, into space. The cosmonaut. Right. Yep. Okay. Okay. Cosmo oh, is oh, being God. TP. <laughs> That all makes a lot of sense for sure. It's pretty yeah, cool it was, in the it comics. Was, it was a, just a good episode, like in general. Like I am, it makes me more excited to see more. It makes me even more excited because you guys have like told me now that it's going to be some sort of like continuous story, or that it's going to all wrap up with everyone together. I'm mm. still just amazed that that might happen. Like this whole time, I've just been thinking that it's different timelines and like oh this these are cool little stories that we wanted to write of what if we wrote it this way instead mm. you know in in my head i'm thinking this is a testing grounds for them to see who they could use as other heroes who reacts to who like what did the what yeah. do the critics say about t'challa yeah. being um star lord and killmonger being black panther because what happens when one of the actors passes away tragically and you have to yep. replace him. You mm-hmm. could totally pull in Killmonger to be the next Black Panther now mm-hmm. because of this series. Like it's to me, it, I always just thought it was going to be one off episodes and yeah. there wasn't really going to be any bigger implications. But I mean, there could be some pretty huge implications with, with all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to see Ego again. Um, because uh, the Watcher at the very end, he says, uh, that could spell doom for this world, but that's a story for another time. Yeah. So we he may come back to that. He said thing in What If in episode one, though, too. He said something at the end of that that was like, but that's a story for another time. Yeah. And that was I like know, her getting called back to him. That was like her getting uh, summoned back by Fury to join the multiversal Avengers. Right. But... But you see what I'm saying is like it still could be one-off episodes each time. Yeah, it could be. 
could it could still be. But but I like your I like your guys' theories for sure. I'm rating this one an eight point five. What are you rating this, uh, Roy? Mm, I think I'm honestly gonna give it a nine because I mean episodes can go down as we continue to watch them, but for an episode for me, just the amount of huh and oh and you know the questioning I had, but then them putting it together so well, I. I think they did brilliant on this one. I thought it was an amazing episode. You know, this is, it, it felt like I was legitimately watching a comic. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Chip, what do you rate this one? I'll give it a nine as well. Um, it was, it was really solid. I liked that it was a little longer than the first episode. Um, we got like a 45 minute runtime instead of 30. Um, I really liked that we got to see more like of the ripple effects of something being changed rather than just seeing like, here's the change and that playing out. Um, right. It was on I, a grander scale. Yeah. The, the yeah. Cause that was something that I was like a little disappointed with in the first episode is where they ended it. Um, yeah. Cause I feel like it's really interesting to see how that world's going to play out without like, like there's no Winter Soldier now, at all. Like sure. Bucky and Steve. Like Steve is the one that fell down that chasm, but he didn't get like He's reprogrammed into a Winter Soldier. So like, right. there's no Winter Soldier. Uh, right. So I don't know. A lot of a lot of differences from that that I thought would be interesting. Like, how does the Civil War play out when there's not a Winter Soldier to kill Stark's parents? Like. I don't know. Like, the, like I wanted to see more of the ramifications of like what that really means in the future when Steve isn't there and there's no Winter Soldier. Um, so it was nice seeing all those ramifications played out in the second episode, like yeah. from T'Challa being there instead of Peter Quill. Like, right. it's just so like so awesome. Like he completely subverted all of the random killing that Thanos did just by giving him a good idea. Like. Mm. It was pretty fantastic. I give it a solid nine. Some he had a calm and you know civilized conversation with Thanos and managed to change his mind just through, hey, you're not looking at it from this scope with our technologies. You know, right? We right. could easily manufacture all the stuff needed to create and allocate resources. He was everything that our Star Lord Star Lord wants to be. Mm-hmm. But nothing like, dude. Our uh, Star Lord's a scumbag. Honestly, exactly. exactly. He's like the complete opposite, which is wonderful. Yep, he's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's uh, it was a good, it was a good show for sure. It was a, it was a really good episode. I, I really, I cannot wait for episode. Oh three. yeah, for there sure. you go. What's happening? What's going on? I don't know what's going on here. Uh, Oh, I know what's happening. We're about to hit that multiverse. In a world with endless possibilities, Marvel Canon Madness asks one question. What if? Where are we going? 
powerful agents to the other dishes. But we are initiated. Are we, Bruce? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. In time, it will help them accomplish one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the DC Canon Madness podcast. I am your forever host and creator of the Spin My Arm Network. My name is Josh. Uh, today, I am joined by my good friends, Roy and Chip. And they are here. We are ready to talk some DC. Uh, I already knocked over Batman, but that's okay. He falls over in every episode, as you all know. So uh, today, more specifically, we're going to be talking about the Suicide Squad. Of course. I, uh, I, I got I to gotta just, you know, we, we have to. We have to talk about this movie. So I, I without, I don't want to. I don't want to do any introductions, you know. I feel like I feel like somewhere else we might have already done that. I don't know. I, it could just be me. I, I'm, I'm having some serious deja vu. Like, what's what's that thing called? The butterfly effect thing? I don't know. Something, something's happening over here at DC Canon Madness. But, but you know, <laughs> here we are again. I'm Josh. We got Chip and Roy, and we are going to talk all about the Suicide Squad, written and directed by Mister. James Gunn, who does some other movies by another property that we don't speak of on this DC Canon Madness podcast. Yeah. Worst comic book company ever. We stole them for the good guys. Yeah. 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 Finally. Finally, we got one of those guys. I can't even keep going. Oh, I can't even keep going. I'm sorry. Um, I'm so but, excited. But oh. yeah. Dude, <laughs> this was one of the best DC movies to come out, like, in the last 10 years, I would say. 12 years, maybe. I mean, James Gunn brought a whole new perspective to this universe that, like, you know, DC fans haven't seen yet. You know mm. what I mean? So it was... Yeah, I'm so excited to talk about it. I mean, we were going to talk about this last Wednesday, but we didn't because all of my things crashed. So, you know, we had to postpone to this Wednesday. And I've watched this movie four times. I know what happens in this movie. And I'm ready to see what your guys' thoughts are. Uh, I, I thought it was fantastic. I mean, as you guys know, I watch every DC movie that ever comes out. Um, mm -hmm. and this one just was so much better than all those other ones. Just I a cut above. I, I, I was still a super fan of Batman versus Superman. Um, I didn't even need this. I, I didn't even need the Snyder cut, but when that <laughs> Snyder cut came out, it blew my mind as well. But you know, the suicide squad, this, Oh, I, I, I'm hard pressed to say a sequel was better than the first one because the first one was great. But this one, oh, it blew my mind. I love I, a good reboot. 
I was a little bit sad that we didn't get Batman in this one as well, but you know, uh, I have a hard on for Batman, you know. I mean, I was pretty upset that we only got like three seconds of Batman in the first one, so true. I mean, true. they could have at least given us 10 seconds in this movie, like, come on, they could have. They could have made him do something other than just punch a woman in the face in the first movie. (laughs) Felt like that was a little misogynistic, but all right. You're not wrong on that. That was pretty rude for sure, especially with my personal favorite character, Harley Quinn. I was pretty upset to see her get hit by Bats himself. But no, I mean, it was, I feel like, Although we loved the original Suicide Squad movie, the uh, the majority of you know the rest of the world hated that movie, um, and I feel I, like that's okay. It's it's yeah. it's okay for people to not like things. I I honestly don't understand it. I thought it was just as good as Green Lantern, and Ryan Reynolds killed that. That's why he's my favorite actor. Someone's gonna listen to this and fucking leave us the worst comments. <laughs> How dare you spit on DC? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh, but in all seriousness, here at Marvel Cannon Madness, we like to have fun. So we wanted to switch it up a little bit and go to a DC uh project that was actually really good. And I think half of the reason it was good is because of our boy James Gunn went over there and and wrote and directed that thing. He brought all of his flair. He brought his awesome taste for music to this movie. Mm-hmm. He his awesome eye for casting. Like I mean every everything that he did for this was fantastic. And and he put I feel like he put some of the the DC stuff back on the map. Like yeah. I kind of care again about some DC things. I heard some rumors that there's going to be a sequel to this movie where they're going to fight Superman. And I think that's super cool. Like, yeah. You yeah. Know, and, and if James Gunn comes back and does it, then hell yes, I will watch it. Give me more. Give me more of that. Give me uh, some, give me I some will... Peyton Reed, uh, Batman, you know, give, give me some like who John Favreau, Superman. I don't, I don't care. Pull those directors away and take them from Marvel and let them, fix your franchise didn't they try that with joss whedon no Zack snyder had to bail on them and they were like i don't know i don't know what to do i mean we canceled firefly maybe we could make it up to joss by bringing him back in now it wasn't warner bros that canceled firefly but you know what i'm saying like they brought him in to save face because that movie was already getting panned by people before it was released so they brought Whedon in to be like, hey, man, can you, like, do what you did with the Avengers and make this movie good? <laughs> and he really Dude. failed on that. He was like, this is less that he watched what they already had. And he's like, this is less than nothing. It would have been right. better if you had just come to with me, like, come to me with, like, an idea. Because all of this footage you shot is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was terrible. Erica in the chat says Ryan Reynolds has already apologized. Yes, and I loved his apology in Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, that was the only thing I wasn't sarcastic about. I love Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> no, he's. I love Ryan Reynolds too. But um, so yeah, 
I mean, let's let's just get it out of the way. I'm rating this movie a ten out of ten. Suicide Squad members, I guess. I'm giving 10 it out of ten neck bombs. Yes, yes, I like it. Ten out of ten. I'm giving no, it zero that's, that's out of ten actually, reboots. Yeah, that's not actually my score. I I was just saying neck bombs was a good idea. I like it. Ten out of ten neck bombs. Chip, you're giving it zero out of ten reboots. As in, yeah. you don't want another reboot. You'd rather have a sequel because this was yep. a ten out of ten. Yep. Perfect. Exactly. Roy, what say you? I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. Get out. No, no, no. Let me explain. Let me explain. I am a hardcore Marvel person. The fact that I watched this movie twice without vomiting in my mouth consistently. Did you feel dirty afterwards? Dude, I took three showers and I cried each time. Burned your clothes, I'm sure, too, right? I can't believe I I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed it, but I am not a DC fan. It just, I think James Gunn did a good job bringing a whole new light to these characters. He made you want to root for them and like them. And it wasn't outlandishly overpowering superheroes flying through buildings the entire time or anything like that. And that's what I like about Marvel is most of the time you don't have those characters that are outlandishly so overpowered that they can destroy a solar system on their own. DC is full of them. Yeah. So I like the movie because it was not as Trinity based, I should say. Well, it's a little more grounded. And it, and yeah. like you said, it made you care about the characters more. Like the character development of this, although small, was substantial. You know what yeah. I mean? It like by the end of it, you were like, "Oh my god!" If King Shark dies, I swear to God, I will raise hell. Like when they start shooting at him and he's on the ground. <gasps> <gasps> well, I, I mean, he got shot by uh, Bloodsport's shotgun in the very beginning, and this nothing happened. So, or whatever. It yeah, is. So I didn't. That off. Yeah, I feel like when he was getting shot, I was like, okay, well, at least he's going to wake up now and, and do some damage. But when he was getting eaten by those little Aquaman jellyfish things, that was when I was like, dude, are you seriously about to kill him right now? <laughs> he's the Groot of this movie. You cannot kill him. What are you doing? But <laughs> The Groot that tears men in half. Yes. But that's my shot of the show. If we had to do a shot of the show, that is it, where he's just holding the the pieces of the guy in the rain with the lightning behind him. Oh, dude, it was it was incredible. Yeah, but no, the the shot of the show for me would have been polka dot man in the bar dancing with his mom on all <laughs> sides of him. That the way they put the beard on her, and you know, just <laughs> everyone looked slightly different, different heights. That that would have been the shot because it's like he says, "That's all I see is my mother," and then they go to that, and it's like, "Oh, he wasn't kidding. He is yeah. messed up." Yeah, I like I like how they pictured Star Staru Staru Staro. No, that's a Pokemon. Yeah, Staro. Um, is his mom at the, at the end <laughs> when when Staro's like kicking through the buildings and and Bloodsport's like, "It's your mother." And he's like, oh, my God, it is. 
<laughs> yeah, that that was funny. That's funny. Chip, did you have a shot of the show at all? Um, God, there are so many like really cool shots. Honestly, I feel like the shot of the show for me was uh like probably the last one of the last shots, dude. When when Bloodsport like has the smaller bullet and like mm. literally goes right through the bullet, like. Yeah, it was a pretty baller shot. Yeah, I mean, and that—that's the thing. This this whole story was really good too. It was mm. fantastical but believable. You know, it yeah. was, it was like when I read the rumors that Starro was going to be in this, and I did my research about what Starro was because <laughs> I'm not the biggest DC fan either. Listen, I watched the Arrowverse. Um, I, I've been watching. Um, titans i want to get into doom patrol like there's some pretty pretty good dc content out there that's not the movies that's kind of a little more underground that's i mean titans is actually pretty cool but anyway i digress um with like oh, god now i now i lost what i was even saying um i just i like this movie i cared about the characters <laughs> this uh, that that was the story the story was fantastic but like when i was reading about starro I was like, "What? How are they actually going to do this? How are they going to make this real?" Like, okay, James Gunn, like I have faith in you, but like this might be, this might be one of your bad movies. Everyone strikes out at some point, right? Right? Wrong. He killed it. Like, you actually, they they did enough to explain why it was the way it was, and the the stories within the stories within the stories the you know finding out that it's the the american government that's that's messing around with everything and it's you know there's there's like five different villains in this movie <laughs> including the the squad the heroes those guys oh, are yeah. villains too <laughs> but <laughs> they just ruthlessly murdered an entire camp of like rebels that was <laughs> incredible yeah um, and that's that's something I have I have a few just a couple questions that we can kind of dive into for for this right like obviously we don't have a lot of time to break this down like we normally would with a normal movie mm. but we can obviously like the soundtrack for one of this movie was awesome I loved it uh, James Gunn knocked it out of the park um, having one of my favorite all-time songs by the Pixies playing was I never knew how cool that song could be with a, a, like a group of villains walking through the rain. Like, mm -hmm. what? How, how cool is that? You know, and I've always looked at like that darker kind of, you know, the Pixies is a darker kind of music. And so he uses it in a darker kind of context. And then he's got, you know, the... I have this whole soundtrack up here, but um, the People Who Died song by the Jim Carroll band. It's been covered by a ton of punk bands against me. Um, Taking Back Sunday covered that song. Like there's people that have covered that song that I, I've heard it before and it suited this movie so freaking well. So I, I the Johnny Cash song at the beginning was great. I mean, did, didn't you have something about that, Roy, about that, that song? All right, so that move, that song at the beginning, literally, the hair on my arm rose up. I suddenly got chills, and my immediate thought 
for the movie was it's not going to be as bad as I thought it was. <laughs> I, you know, they they started me off hot on the movie. So we'll we'll see if they can keep me wet for it, you know, and just keep going. But right. Well, Michael Rooker, and they did. being the first guy you see, was great. You know, Yondu right there. Oh, look, it's Yondu. Cool. Yeah. I mean, this this was Guardians of the Galaxy light. Dude, for sure. they, they had a lot of... <laughs> and it's funny because they had a lot of the cast from Guardians of the Galaxy in the movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, James Gunn himself um, was in this at one point, I believe. Uh, they had twice. Sylvester Stallone playing uh king shark king shark and then uh michael rooker as savant who Mm -hmm. else there's oh look a few others sean gunn is calendar man and weasel he played weasel too james gunn is weasel i thought nah it's it's his it's his brother his brother dressed up in the green suit to do it oh sean gunn's awesome he's so funny like he's he's Um, great But I mean, not not just from Guardians of the Galaxy, but Marvel itself. Idris mm. Elba is is the main character in this. Yeah, dude um, gets to they, talk I, in his real accent for like the first yeah. time ever. Yeah, and he kills it. Like, yeah, he was way better. Bloodsport. I he's like my new favorite anti-hero. I mean, screw Deadshot or whatever that guy's name is. Like, Will give Smith. me. Yeah, give, give me Bloodsport all day. Like he was way cool. His um, motivation was way better. Taika Watiti was uh, the rat catcher. rat catcher one. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, Polka Dot Man, David Datsmalchian. I don't. I cannot say his last name. He's the guy in Ant Man. He's the uh, yeah. one of Scott Lang's like business partners. Mm-hmm. One of the security. Oh, guys. he's Fun been fact. in a lot of stuff. For like yeah. DC, in fact, he's been in like six he's different like, DC things. Well, he plays yeah. like the Riddler, I think, in some of those animated shows, right? That I don't know. I I'm wasn't not he huge on DC, so I can't tell you that. Was he the Penguin in Gotham? No, no, no. no. Okay. Um, fun no, fact: that, though, that show was awesome. Yeah. Fun fact about Dominic, though, Polka Dot Man. Well, he was in. Uh, um, the place they filmed cult, uh, Corto Maltese. Um, he adopted a street cat while they were there, and the costume designer actually made a polka dot <laughs> man costume for the cat to I wear see. on set because it yeah. would follow him around. Yep, so I, and I don't know if... another fun fact Sebastian the rat was a real rat. They dressed really? him up in a little backpack, and he was a real rat. Obviously, some of the action scenes, he was CGI. But real rat, voiced by D. Bradley Baker. Really? Swear That's to God. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Get a little fancy and Smith in there. Yeah, exactly. And, like, any clone from Star Wars... Oh, that's so adorable. Look at this. Oh, my yep. goodness. <laughs> Those of you listening to the podcast version of this, um, we are looking at Polka Dot Man's Polka Dot Cat, and it is adorable for sure. I I would it. honestly say that Polka Dot Man was probably one of my favorite characters from that, okay. this movie. That, that leads me right into this first question. Who was your favorite uh, I guess you would say hero in this. You got Bloodsport, Peacemaker, uh, Nanawe, 
Ratcatcher, Polka Dot Man, and Harley Quinn. Nom nom. Nom nom. And <laughs> me so smart. <laughs> the book's upside down. <laughs> and it's funny because it's like all it's all lore about his culture, too. Yeah, right. I uh I read it I read an article right before we went live that said um James Gunn in an interview was talking about how we got Sylvester Stallone to do it. And mm-hmm. he was like, All I did was call him and say, Hey man, uh I need you to do a small part. You're gonna be a bloodthirsty shark man that eats people. And he's like, Yeah, man, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like Sylvester Stallone and James Gunn are pretty good friends. Yeah. There, there's a lot of stories about them on the Guardians of the Galaxy set and how Sylvester yeah. Stallone couldn't uh, couldn't say Ravager right. He kept saying Revenger. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, come on, guys, the Revengers. <laughs> yeah. Or Revenge. No, yeah, the re- no, Sly. Sly. It's it's Ravager. What is it? Revenger. Yeah, Yeah, no, sorry. Enough of the slice alone. Um, (laughs) So who who would be your favorite? Would it be Polka Dot Man? Would would that be your favorite character? I honestly, yeah, he had me rolling like every time he was on screen. Uh, Or he had me like looking at him and having sympathy towards a character. So for me, he was the most grounded one for me out of the group okay the most sympathetic sure chip what about you who was your favorite out of Bloodsport, peacemaker king shark rat catcher polka dot man and harley quinn uh probably harley i'd say probably harley she's pretty I mean, badass i, I, I guess i didn't split. put i didn't put flag in there but he wasn't part of that team he was part of the first team yeah, same with Harley though. I guess that's true. Mm, I, mm. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with this. Sorry, Harley. Harley. Okay, we'll take Harley. <laughs> Can I ask you guys which character death was the most gratifying for you? Gratifying. You know that you were actually happy to see. Probably uh, President Silvio Luna. Because not only was that satisfying, but it was just out of nowhere and hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you meet him and you're like, oh, this guy's going to be a problem. He's taking Harley. Yeah. He's going to be a problem. You know, like, she's <laughs> turn it, you know. Ooh, sorry. I'm kind of, kind of discovering myself. <laughs> I told myself that if I ran into the next guy and gave me any red flags, like that shit. Yeah, a whole little speech that shit was how, so funny how great is that if if i dated another guy and, and he showed any red flags i'd kill him and killing kids is kind of a red flag like, <laughs> it's brilliant i and, yeah. and it was it was just out of nowhere there was a lot of stuff in this movie that was just it was i guess it was uh, subversing expectations, but still kind of what we expected from a James Gunn movie. Mm-hmm. You know? Because most DC movies are straightforward. Boom, boom, boom. Here's what's going to happen. You know, opening scene, end of act one, 
opening act two, end of act two, start act three, end of act three, you know, epilogue. And this one, like, there were some twists and some turns that I didn't expect. And that guy dying immediately was definitely a twist I didn't expect. Speaking of dying immediately, what the fuck? The entire first part of this movie, you're like, oh, my God, there's Nathan Fillion. Ah, there's Pete Davidson. Ah, sweet. There's Captain Boomerang. And, like, everyone... I was excited. I was like, oh, I didn't even realize Captain Boomerang was back. He was one of my favorites. Oh. Me too. I was like, sweet. I I can't. He was was probably the best part about the first Suicide Squad, Captain Boomerang. And, like, Um, they just kill him off. No big deal. Blackguard. Blackguard was my uh, most gratifying death. I really really don't like Pete Davidson. You know, I don't think he's that funny. But I I wouldn't wish that on him personally. But his character in this, when he stands up and he's like, hey, guys. I'm the one that called you. Yeah. yeah. And he starts walking forward. I'm like, that dude needs shot in the face. And immediately, bam, (laughs) face gone. And I'm like, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> oh. got him As that's I exactly what James Gunn was doing oh nice you poor oh. thing it's not very funny is it <laughs> um, no that, that was that whole first part like because I feel like in, in the trailers they were really promoting Weasel and Captain Boomerang and mm-hmm. TDK and, and Javelin. Javelin and like all these Mongao. different yeah, they're, they're really promoting those characters. Well, on the side, you see different things about Bloodsport, and you know, you see a little bit of King Shark is in it. Like, but for the most mm. part, they were toting these these characters. I'm on a Brown Coats page, a, a Firefly page on Facebook. When that when this movie came out, everyone was like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to watch the Suicide Squad." Nathan Fillion's in it, <laughs> and every time I'd see that, I would I would just be like, "Ooh." I don't know if he's actually dead, though. What? I don't know if Nathan Fillion's character is actually dead, because if you look at the monitors, his wasn't red. It said in critical condition, because all that happened was his arms got shot up. No, he was he was he was he was laced up like he was was coughing coughing his life's blood. Yeah, he was (laughs) coughing his life away. (laughs) He's not. He's not coming back. The man Jav- with Javelin was in name. critical condition too, but he didn't last long. Long enough yeah. to tell Harley, take this fort. I love that too. Take this for what? <laughs> she just starts slapping him. Bah, 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 bah. She'll piss off. Oh man. So Chip, did we discuss who your favorite hero was? Yes, you said Harley. Okay. Yep. Okay. And I believe mine was probably Peacemaker because he was hilarious. He was a dick. He was very funny. And, and he got what he deserved. But he was just, I mean, him and him and Bloodsport. And you know what? I, I got to change that. I would say Bloodsport's my number one. Peacemaker's my number two. Because Bloodsport ended up being like the one to overpower peacemaker you know what i mean he's the he's the best and i gotta go with the best although peacemaker was funny he he was an asshole and i cannot agree with him trying to kill Ratcatcher too and also with killing rick flag like come on dude how, how are you gonna really 
Mm-hmm. That that really upset me. I think that was I think that was my most upsetting death. Gratifying was definitely the president. Most upsetting was Rick Flag. Um, yeah, I I would say Rick was probably the the one that got me. He was I liked his character. He was yeah. grounded and he wasn't absolutely batshit, which right. made him you know likable. Well, he realized I, at the end that. Amanda Waller was a complete shithead, you know? <laughs> she deserved the golf club. Oh, I loved it. I loved that. Oh, so you realize cool. that at the end of every movie she's in, whether it's animated or live action. <laughs> like She gets, she a, she gets is, messed up. She's always the villain. She is. She's the main villain. I swear, Amanda Waller is the... Like the the Nick Fury, but the bad side of Nick Fury. Like she's the villain in in all of DC. I feel like, and I don't know. With that, who is? There were so many villains in this. Who would have been your favorite villain? You got the president, Sylvia Luna. You got the Thinker, Starro, Amanda Waller, and I would even say Peacemaker was a villain. Who would you say was your favorite villain of this episode? Start with Chip. Um, favorite villain and of this movie, not episode. My bad. <laughs> it's a. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I really necessarily have a favorite villain. I get like I I guess Peacemaker because his motivations were like really interesting and he's really funny. So I suppose he's like my favorite villain at that point. Okay. Roy, what about you? See, I don't really clarify or classify Starro as a villain because of what was happening to it. Um, I mean, technically, it's an, I would classify it as more of an animal that kept in captivity that they let loose, and now it's doing what an animal does. You know, it's just a higher functioning animal. Um. But I, I would say Peacemaker did a good job of making me hate him. I would be hard tossed for Waller or Peacemaker. I would. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Waller. The moment he th- she threatened uh, Bloodsport's daughter, you know, over something as simple as shoplifting, like I'm gonna send her to Rikers. Yeah, that was that was pretty messed up. For sure. And I mean, Amanda Waller's character, although she's obviously like the worst, Viola Davis does an amazing job mm-hmm. with her. She acted the shit out of that room. Mm-hmm. I mean, the just that first scene where they're like, did anybody check if the weasel could swim? And that look that she gives her crew, just that instantly gave you the feeling that this is going to be a different movie than the first Suicide Squad. That one look from Amanda Waller, where it was that sarcastic, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm in a James Gunn movie. Like, and then, and then it went from that kind of comedic stuff to when Bloodsport has the, the pen at her neck, and she screams, everybody stand down. And you're like, oof, wow, yeah, okay, stand down. I'm, I'm standing down. I'm not even in the room. Like, <laughs> She she did a really good job with that role. And I think Viola Davis 
is Amanda Waller. If they continue to put Amanda Waller in the DC universe, they need to keep her around because she does a fantastic job. Um, I will say that I think, <laughs> I think my favorite villain is the thinker because I'm a, I'm a big fan of the thinker anyway. Um, he's a, he's a big flash villain, which was really cool. Um, I, his story in, uh, in the CW flash series was pretty terrible and I was pretty upset with what they did with the thinker. Um, so them kind of redeeming him in this was cool. Um, I, I liked how in this one, he was, he was a straight villain in the flash series. You know, you're trying they were trying to make you feel sorry for him and that he was kind of a hero or whatever. Like, nah, this one straight villain. And he just keeps mm. plugging shit into his head to make sure that he can think better than you. And I don't know. I, I liked his death. I liked how Starro just, or whatever, just rips him in half and throws him against the wall. Like he also got what he deserved. And I, <clears throat> I think he was, he was probably my, my favorite part of it. Did um, you did you catch that connotation uh, when Stara was pleading with the the squad about the thinker saying that he uses me and it's the woman saying it and you, then he kind of just like smirks and shrugs like he was he, he was, was everything the thinker yeah. should have been because yeah. he's just, just like I mean he was the I feel like there was different villains here right. There was the animal villain, Starro. There was Thinker, the evil villain. And then you have Amanda Waller, who's kind of the neutral villain. And then you have Peacemaker, who's the good villain. There were all those different... And then you had President Silvio Luna, who was the pawn villain, the one to make you think he's going to be a big part and he has nothing to do with this movie at all. I, I mean, I, the way, again, James Gunn killed it with writing this and and having all those different aspects of villains fighting villains like it's it's showing you this movie showing you that yes harley quinn and king shark and and all those polka dot man all of them are villains but that they're just kind of misunderstood with anger problems i guess <laughs> the um that scene where Harley breaks out of jail, um, she like snaps that dude's neck and like unlocks the lock with her, uh, the key in her foot. That was mm -hmm. like actually, that was like practical. That was not special effects. Yeah. Margot Robbie, yep. Margot Robbie legitimately unlocked that thing with her foot. Like, yeah. like Jesus. And she how many takes? How many takes did that take? Like, God. Right. I think they did it in one take. No way, dude. Like that's no, so insane. I think, I think she I think she told I believe they were on um Jimmy Kimmel. They were on oh, one of the late yeah. night shows and they were talking about this. And I think she she was like, No, I can do it, I can do it. And she did it in one take and he's like, That's good enough. That's good enough. We'll, we'll use that. Nice. Oh my god. That's pretty awesome. I'm gonna have to go block somebody in our twitch chat apparently it's hilarious um yeah i again i i like the different types of villains that we had in this story 
And I just, you know, I can't speak highly enough. What was your guys' favorite twist? The opening bloodbath where everybody dies? The flag rescue where they kill a bunch of good guys? Uh, Harley killing the president? Or Starro taking over the city and being like the main big bad of the movie? I feel mm. like that. I feel like there might have been a couple other twists, but that's that's what I. The my main twist. One I could my twist would be that Peacemaker lives. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that mm. he actually survived, and they're like, we don't know how he did, and it's like because you it's have a beating anymore. You have an HBO series coming up called Peacemaker. <laughs> that's why. It's the only reason I knew he was going to survive, but I'm glad that they put those two assistants with him, mm. Amanda Waller's assistants. She's like, they're like, yeah, we're going to get, we're getting punished. Now we have to deal with this guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the biggest dick of them all. <laughs> right. Hmm. I think, um, gosh, my favorite twist. I think probably the opening scene, like the big, like all those characters, everybody dying. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like Boomer really uh, foreshadowed it. Well, we're in a meat locker, Harley, and all these guys are dead and don't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And see, I'm glad that we all had a different one because I think the flag twist where they all go to rescue flag and they kill all those people like and they kill them in some pretty amazing ways you know like king shark just eats someone whole there's one part where peacemaker's just walking by someone sleeping and hits him with an axe a couple times like there's the the showing off of who can kill someone the best and you, you know all that all that different stuff just so they could get to flag and he's drinking tea with the leader of the militia that they just annihilated. Oh, and she's I, like, what? <laughs> why didn't my men know. alert me to your presence? Oh, uh, uh, we didn't see any men. But... <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, and flags sticking up for them. Like, listen, they're a bunch of fucking idiots. Okay. But they're going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was yeah. probably the, the biggest, like, Oh shit moment to me at least. I I will say that James Gunn did an awesome job with the CGI on this movie. I mean mm. the fact that Edris Edris Elba could act the entire time while looking at just a toilet bowl that's floating. <laughs> that you know, it's kudos to him. His acting was on point. And I didn't know that Peacemaker's special skill was being invisible. God damn it. <laughs> oh, not a fan of John Cena, huh? <laughs> no, I, I am a wrestling fan. I watch wrestling oh, on okay, okay, quite okay. an occasion. That's why I make I don't, it. God. I don't know what you're doing over there. So <laughs> you That's from John see Cena's me? wrestling days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. That, that's his whole thing is he talks circles around him and he's like, you can't see me. So the big thing is... Nobody can see who he's talking to. Uh, I pretty yeah. much gave up on wrestling as soon as that clown showed up wearing his jorts. I feel like <laughs> I'm not kidding at all. Like a, 
I'm being facetious at all. I feel like as soon as that dude stepped into the squared circle wearing jean shorts, (laughs) the wrestling sport was dead. Well, at least he revived the Suicide Squad and possibly the DC Universe. Are you guys more interested now in DC moving forward now that they have had one solid property come out? Like, are you excited for the next Batman movie, Chip? I was already excited for the next Batman movie. I mean, like Batman's the only ones I watch. Um, but I don't know. I thought like I thought that teaser trailer where they showed like ultra violent Batman. I was like, okay, I'm I ship for that. Give me ultra violent, broody, angry Batman. I'm cool with that. What about you? So I'm excited are for you, that already. Are you? Are you more excited about DC stuff, or are you still just like, eh? Are we going to have to review it? I mean, we have the background <laughs> and the intro, so um, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I'll review it. I'm watching it on my own time. Uh, you know, I might with the family if the family's down for it, but I am really like, I own no DC comics. I'm being straight up with you. I don't own a single one. So uh, everything that I know of DC has come from our uh, good friend, Jeff Gaskin, who was in chat earlier, might still be in chat. Uh, Him and our friend Willard were the ones that consistently filled me in and, you know, would let me read their comic books because I refused to buy them. Sure. I I actually after watching after watching the Suicide Squad I enjoyed it so much that I like I went back and watched Birds of Prey. Um, wow, I still I, have I haven't watched that. I actually, I actually liked it. Like I didn't hate it. It was a much better movie than I Whoa. expected to sit down to see. To be honest, like I thought, I feel like Birds of Prey got a bad rap. Honestly, from like. From like because of incels squad. and mis- I feel like no, honestly, I feel like incels and misogynists gave it a bad rap. Like I was expecting oh. much more of a uh, rah rah girl power kind of corny movie that like, but it wasn't at all. Like I, I mean, yeah, like the main characters were all female, but like I, they didn't get like I don't know. There wasn't the big like female empowerment moment like in Endgame that felt all heavy handed and lame. Like it was pretty legitimate badass action movie like the action choreography was good it was ultra violent um super bloody and my i would boy actually Obi-Wan say Kenobi's see it movie, yeah dude ewan mcgregor killed it like i cannot oversell that enough like ewan mcgregor is like insecure crazy over the top like psychopath was on point he slaughtered that role i all right I really liked it. I feel like it was definitely worth a watch. I was surprised. I, I was surprised I liked it so much. You talked me into it. I'm going to watch it over the weekend now. And I'll, I'll report back on the next Marvel Canon Madness podcast. Yeah. But. I won't. <laughs> the last DC no. movie I watched was Superman versus, or Batman versus Superman, the original. I never watched the Snyder Cut either, so... Did they um, even make a Snyder cut of that? Yeah, yeah, it was, that was all over the news. It was on. It's like on the HBO thing. I think you're talking about Justice League. 
Justice um, League. That's Batman it. vs Superman also had a director's cut that was like an hour longer. I didn't watch Justice League Jesus. either, so I don't know what's going on there. That's fine. Um, was there anything else that you guys? I know we kind of just grazed over it. We didn't do. We spoiled a little bit of this movie, but we didn't spoil too much i don't think if you haven't seen the suicide squad i highly recommend you watch it was there anything else that you guys wanted to cover roy Mm, on this no i don't think so i don't believe i had any other notes for it chip did you guys did you guys have a line of the show i definitely have like a line of the movie i didn't i had that that shot of the show and I mean, I didn't. We didn't show it or anything, but I definitely had the shot. What was I, your line? I definitely feel like uh, Take a Waititi in his like tiny little cameo oh. stole the movie at the very end. His little monologue, a rat thing. Oh. Yeah, I. Did, oh man, that like I, I get that one. That like hit right me. Now. That moment like <laughs> hit me. They did such a good job with that. Like, yeah, I I feel like I. I would be more interested in seeing a rat catcher two series than a peacemaker series, but mm. we'll see what happens. Yeah, Showing some flashbacks with Taika Waititi. Oh, bro. That's brilliant. I like that a lot. Cause, cause I keep you're seeing, right. That, that was one of the best scenes of the entire movie. I keep seeing theories like that. The, her character was so sleepy because like, that's the only time she can see her dad or like she takes on like, more rat like tendencies and they're real sleepy. But I feel like I feel like maybe she's just a recovering heroin addict. Like yeah. Dad died of a heroin overdose. She's got like the super bags under her eyes. Maybe I maybe that was just an implication that I got that nobody else thought. But like I feel like I never heard anybody comment about that. And I was like, oh, I feel like maybe she's recovering from an addiction because like her dad straight up OD'd on her and she's still right. been living in the streets like that. You never know. Right. It, it's a good theory. I mean, they never show her with anything but long sleeves, I believe. So true. Um, wrong. I mean, it would easily cover up track marks or anything if they if she had them. And it's just another aspect of the character to explore if they decide to bring her back. Right. I, yeah. And she was great too. Her, um, what's her name? Dan- Daniela. Man, I wrote this down. It is Daniela Melchior. 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 Thank you. I think. I can't pronounce things today at all. I think if I had to go off the top of my head and give a line of the show, it would be Polka Dot Man's "I'm a motherfucking superhero" and then <laughs> yeah. smash. I, I <laughs> called that too. Like as soon as he's like, oh, "I'm a motherfucking superhero," I was like, "And now you're dead." And sure enough, I was like, "Yep, wow." He was yeah. the only one. Him and uh, uh, Red Flag were the only two. Oh my god, Milton? Milton? Milton, you mean? Milton. Yeah, Milton, was, dude. That whole scene, Milton. I was questioning why he's there. Like literally, that whole time, I'm like, why aren't you waiting in the car? Like, why hasn't anybody told this dude to wait in the car? What is this dude doing with them? And then I'm like, okay, that's what he was there for. No, he he was there so Harley Quinn and Bloodsport won't won't become friends. Yeah, because she thinks Bloodsport's name is Milton, and she's like, wait, we were just talking about you for like three hours. 
<laughs> that whole joke of Milton was just to pay off later on so Harley and Bloodsport don't become friends. <laughs> to solidify his hatred. You think they don't become friends? I feel like they shared that like they shared that look at the end. Yeah. When Jared Leto comes back, it's all over, so it doesn't really matter. Oh god, is he coming back? <laughs> I doubt it. I hope not. Ugh, Dude, I feel like him. I'm like genuinely nervous because I feel like if anybody's gonna kill the Marvel universe, it's gonna be Jared Leto. With like with I, with the vampire shit. Yep. Nah, it's gonna ruin the entire phase. I uh, I don't think Kevin Feige will allow that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, ho- hopefully listen, not. Jared, thirty seconds tomorrow sucks now. You're not making movies. We're giving you a few million. You shut up and you do the part. All right, Jared? (laughs) I feel like the last good thing I saw him in was when he got his face wrecked by Edward Norton. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Feige's just going to... All he has to do is send him a message from his burner phone saying, Strike one. Strike one. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's all it is. All right, that was a fun little wraparound. (laughs) Jared Leto with his crazy uh, messing with his co-stars to get in for Mobius. He's just going to like walk around stabbing people with needles, drinking the blood. Gotcha, bitch. Ah! He's walking around with those Halloween fake vampire fangs all the time. Not able to talk. (laughs) He's just going to throw on the cheesy Eastern European accent. Oh, Mobius, the living vampire. (laughs) I can see them totally putting like after Suicide Squad, them coming forward, putting in his contract. No stupid weird shit. <laughs> no <laughs> no shit on things your co-stars. Co-stars. Yeah, come on. Like now. he legitimately creeped people out with that stuff. Like he was yeah. mailing them used condoms and shit. Like why? Mm. Like Yeah. Like Well, on Margo- that note, that's why we don't cover DC all the time. Only once in a while will we cover DC and call it the DC Canon Madness. That's um, true. We are actually the Marvel Canon Madness, and all of you guys in the chat watching, thank you so much for hanging out. Yeah. Jeff, Erica, Reckonixie, even this guy that's asking us if we want to become famous. Thanks for giving us a comment. I appreciate that. <laughs> Roy's excited to take down his Batman poster. Chip's excited to get this bet on the way, and I'm excited to release my episode with Cobra Kai paintball tomorrow. Everywhere you listen to podcasts, search Twist My Arm for this next week. If you missed any of this episode next week, you'll be able to listen to Marvel Cannon Madness um, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And with that, my name is Josh. And I'm Chip. I'm Roy. And we are the Marvel Cannon Madness podcast. We'll talk to you real soon. We'll see you next time, you marvelous monsters. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to Marvel Canon Madness. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Madness. Send us your questions and theories on Twitter at MCM underscore pod and on Instagram at Marvel Cannon Madness. Watch and chat live at twitch.tv slash TMA games or youtube.com slash twist my arm podcast. 
Marvel Canon Madness is a Twist My Arm podcast. The views and opinions expressed on this show are held solely by those speaking them. 